Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Guys, Ralph Malbro here. You know I take my flavored whiskey very seriously and would never steer you wrong. I want to tell you about Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is a strawberry flavored whiskey blended with aged wheat whiskey, American light whiskey, fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's 86 proof. Blended and bottled in New Orleans, Louisiana at the Porch Jam Distillery. Hard Hide Strawberry Whiskey is not for the thin skinned. Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is supporting Saints Happy Hour all football season. So support the people who support the show. Grab a bottle of Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey today. You can pick up a bottle wherever fine spirits are sold in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. To learn more and to find a location to get a bottle near you, go to hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. That's Hard Hide Strawberry Whiskey. Welcome to the award-winning Saints Happy Hour podcast. Seriously, this podcast has won awards. American standards are dropping every day. The show features Ralph, the best host in the world, who can barely pronounce his own name, much less anyone else's. Marcus Colson, Colston, I mean, uh, Marcus Calloway. Dave is that dude who loves taking bathroom breaks. He's mad about almost anything, so make sure to lower your volume when he speaks. Put that freaking clown meme back up that I made. Andrew has sources, watches tapes, and knows football. He rarely shows up on time and wants to commit crimes to help the Saints win. Sean Payton would have done illegal things. Don't tell me I'm wrong, because you know it's true. Oh, and there's also Kevin, who is great at doing mock drafts, but struggles to actually watch Saints games or have a functioning relationship. Budrich wants to know how uh, the doctor's doing. That that ended. Anyway, grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy the insanity. <laughs> oh! Hi, Welcome to another. another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are brought to you by Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. I get confused, Jeff, and sometimes I have to check the sign that's behind me that people can't see because I, I got a cute uh, graphic in front of me that Thomas made for me, our producer. Uh, so my background, because my house is just in complete chaos. But we are sponsored by Hard Hide Ponchatoula uh, Strawberry Whiskey, as always. I got Jeff Asher with me. Jeff is from AH Datalytics. He is on pregame shows. And I he I was talking to him, and he had positive data that I am going to cling to like a life raft in this time of peril. I'm not giving up hope. If you see this podcast and the saints are three and five it, this podcast never happened this podcast only exists if they beat the colts some kind of way and get to four and four but jeff uh thanks for joining us thanks for having me all right so so before we get started tell the people how to find you on twitter and and what you do for a living so so that they're, i'm not they realize i'm not just pulling somebody off the, st- the off the street that's making stuff up well, i'm not on twitter quite as much as i used to be i'm at crime analytics over there you're better uh, off for that I from 
Hey, it's Datalytics. I'm over at Blue Sky, Jeff Asher at bluesky.com or whatever the, the account is over there. Um, I'm on WDSU occasionally when the numbers suggest something interesting. So <laughs> with, with, with Sharif and Fletcher a bunch of times this year, it's been fun. Team mm -hmm. hasn't been fun, but but the uh, but the the going on the show and talking about advanced data has been fun. Um, and I, so I'm a, a data analyst consultant, mostly work in criminal justice data, but really do everything. And you know, my first love is the Saints, so that's the the angle I'm going to take. We had you on for a podcast before. I can't remember the topic. It was like way way off topic, and you were like explaining something to our. It was the GameStop, and I used oh, it was GameStop. Okay, I was reference. like, explain explain GameStop to me, like I'm five. That was it. So, um, so we have Jeff on, we like Jeff and I, I'm friendly with him on Twitter. Like he says, he's not on Twitter anymore. He's probably better for his health that he's not, uh, as much anymore, but, but Jeff, you know, I'll, I'll use a point of data for the saints that has, is sort of, it was regression. I, I, you know, regression to the mean, and it's been a positive thing is, you know, I said in the, I said in the preseason in our hot, one of our, one of my co-hosts, Kevin, he, we did a hot takes podcast and we did like three hot takes. And my scorching hot takes was, I was like, the Saints are going to lead the league in turnovers. They're going to create turnovers. Like the defense last year, they were too good to only intercept seven passes. Like that's going to regress, but it's going to be in the positive direction. And it has been. They've created a ton of turnovers through seven games. Um, So you look around the Saints and we see crummy offensive line that's terrible. And we see a pass rush that's bad by advanced metrics. But what are you seeing that you look around and you're like, Atlanta's four and three, Tampa's three and three, Carolina's 0 and six. Like, this is still doable. Like, what data do you see from the Saints? Because we look at, if you look at it from a casual fan, you're like, this is awful. Derek Carr's yelling at everybody. It's terrible. But like, what do you see that you're like, no, don't give up hope. This can still happen. We can still win this crummy division. Well, so if you look at the the advanced metrics sort of at a team level, where let's let's ignore who the head coach is, let's ignore injuries <laughs> anything. We looked at the first seven weeks through either EPA, expected points added, or DVOA. Uh, was it like defense adjusted value over average? Mm -hmm. I, I forget what DVO, DVOA stands for. But you look at both of those, and they tell us that the Saints are the best team in the division. Um, yeah. they haven't been yet, but the saints right now have played four games against teams with a positive EPA per play, uh, offense and defense, a net EPA per play. Um, and they played three games against teams with a negative EPA per play. And do you want to know what the results are in those, those seven games? Give them, give them to me. <laughs> They've won all three games where they're playing against a team that, that right now has a negative EPA per play. And they've lost all four games against a team that's got a positive EPA per play. So um, Tampa is is just barely positive, and the Saints, thanks to the strength of the defense, um, are a, a a real net positive right now. I can't believe Green Bay is positive. Green Bay is like zero point zero one. I mean, it's just <laughs> barely. That, that that loss just it's every single week it burns me more, Jeff. I I look at them I'm like God dang it. Right. Well, but the advantage is that. Only three of the last 10 games are against a team with a positive EPA per play. The schedule sets up to be so easy. It does. That it really and, does. and they should be better than a lot of these teams. The other the other thing point that I would make the other advanced stat I would point to, DVOA, the Saints are 15. The second best team in the NFC South, Tampa, is in DVOA is 20th. Atlanta's <laughs> like 25th. 
Carolina's 32nd. So the Saints yeah. have uh, five games against teams that are are 20, what, 22nd and lower yeah. left on the schedule. And the team that has the, had the best DVOA in the NFC South has won the division every year since, I believe, 2015. Yeah. Um, 2014 was weird when, was it Carolina or Atlanta won? And they went 7, 8, and 1. Yeah, um, Carolina did. 2014. But, so they, like, they were all yeah. bad then. That year, New Orleans had the best DVOA. So those stats both point to, to positives. Um, Atlanta has invested so much in their running game, um, and their EPA per play is worse than New Orleans in the running game. I mean, they invested in Bijan and how you have how you're worse at running the ball than how much how much though for for Atlanta, like how much when you look at EPA, like how much do fumbles and turnovers like crush your EPA? Oh, they, it, incredibly. If you take yeah. EPA per play out from Derek Carr or the turnovers out from Derek Carr, because he had a pick six, so you That's assume. Right. Your EPA on a drive where you're starting at like the 25 yard line, let's say you're gonna you're gonna get one point. Your EPA is one point on that drive, and then you throw a pick six, which was his fault, but also was a tip ball and weird things okay. happened. So it wasn't like he he threw it right over the middle and the guy just picked it off cleanly and ran. Uh, you got a negative eight EPA per play because you you get you know you expected one point on that drive and you lost seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, that's it's it's an enormous change there. Um, you know, Derek Carr has been awful. And this has been his worst year since right, forever. Like since 2014. Maybe, his rookie yeah. season was atrocious. And like not even close. And yeah. he was bad last year and the year before. And he has been scores worse than before. that. This and so, keep, yeah. No, keep, keep going. You kind of have to assume he'll regress, kind of like Baker is regressing back to his norm. Baker was yeah. hot to start and he's kind of regressing. Um I don't know if you watched the JT O'Sullivan video. Yeah. No, the thing I would say about Baker is Baker's good start was based on third down pixie dust. Like they were just yeah. incredible on third down. And like that, it was like, that's not a sustainable thing. The The interesting thing with, I think that the, the NFC South, it, and I said this on Twitter, is it comes down to each team has an incredible flaw or as i like to say they just step on the they step on the rakes but they each of these te- teams atlanta the saints and, and tampa they step on the same rake every single week and for yeah. tampa they can't run the ball you probably know this you look at the data they think they, they cannot run the ball at all for the saints it's red zone right they stick they historically stink in the red zone for atlanta they just keep turning the ball over like they have like basically they played the Redskins. They lost, I think, 17 points of expected EPA because they had like two red zone turnovers. They did it again against Tampa. Like Desmond Ritter, he fumbled literally walking into the end zone. He fumbled a snap at the one yard line. So I guess to me, like when you look at the data and you could put it a little bit of your fan hat on too, like which one of these things for the Saints, Atlanta, and Tampa, which one of these things that they're so terrible at is like most likely to regress back to not good, just like less catastrophic. I, I mean, I'm a homer, so we're gonna get that right out. Of <laughs> I feel like we we have we have enough data on Desmond Ritter. He he is what he is, and I don't think that Atlanta is. They're gonna do it with smoke and mirrors and and trying to do that mm-hmm. um 
and win with defense. That's that's just the way Atlanta's going to play. They've also won three games on last second field goals. That's right. I don't know how sustainable that is. Um, Tampa's, you know, I, I think they've had the best offseason. I think that their bet on Baker was better than the Saints bet on Derek Carr. Um, but I don't know how that good is so depressing. It, it, Tampa really was like, depressing. they were like, we're taking a $36 million cap charge in Brady. We're not breaking it into two. We're taking it all right now. And we went to the dollar store and we bought the broken lawn gnome. And it was still a better decision than Derek Carr. Like it's so impressive. But, but Baker, the last few, he's not good. And so no, if, he's not. If, if you assume he's going to regress and Derek Carr, you have to assume he's going to regress to at least his historical average. I don't know if, if that's going to happen, but I don't know how sustainable it is for him to be just so bad. I mean, he's so much worse. You look at like throws 20 yards or more. He's so much worse than any year of his career, even his rookie year. And he's got <laughs> real weapons. It's and right. the, he's nobody has more throws than he does 20 yards or more. And, no, and, and he's got like the third worst EPA per play on, on throws of 20 yard, air yards. It's or like more. It's, the Saints are like a drunk person at the blackjack table. It's, and they're like doubling down on six. Like, what are you doing? Just like, we're just going deep. It's not working. We're going to keep on doing it. Keep on the drinks coming. It's 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 horrific. Yeah. What, what worries me is that Atlanta, you look at the team, like future strength of schedule. That's right. The only team with an easier schedule is Atlanta. And that's I know right. we get them twice and that's sort of the, the saving grace. But um, if the, the numbers suggest that, that it should be Atlanta and New Orleans going forward, um, or maybe Tampa, but that's not really, that's I've named three quarters of the league. And we all know it's not going to be Carolina who the numbers agree are, are the worst team in the yeah. league. Um, you, you look at like fourth down percentage The things are actually going for it about league average. Some of it's been forced, but Dennis mm-hmm. Allen, that tendency has, has sort of, it, it was maddening last year. It, it has sort of evened out scoring. The saints are scoring the most offensive points per game in the, in the division. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. yeah. Tampa is the last, and the Saints have the best, the second best, excuse me, uh, defensive points per game allowed. So mm. all of these numbers, but th- they all suggest one thing, and then you think, well, Dennis Allen's the coach, Pete Carmichael's <laughs> the the OC. Um, the Saints have had ten games where if they won, they'd be tied for the league lead or or in the league lead in terms of wins in the excuse me in the division and the division. South. They're one and nine in those games. The oh only win God. was in week two this year to go two and zero and match Atlanta and Tampa. Yeah, it is it's so depressing. It's it's incredible. It's like they're allergic to it, and you think that this this can't be sustainable. But then Dennis Allen sustained it for four years in in, in Oakland, right? And and the interesting thing, I'll give I'll give Dennis Allen credit for this, and I said it uh, last week, and I th- I think I might have said it on our main show. Like I'll give him credit for this. Like, at least against Jacksonville, he didn't coach scared, where he had multiple chances in that game, Jeff, to do, like, the sad defensive coach punt, and we're going to punt, and we're going to pin him back, and we're going to play defense, and we're going we're to force him, we're going to force a three and out, and we're going to get better field position. And he was like, nah, we're on this side of the field. Who knows when we'll be back? Let's yeah. just go for it. And, like, that's the right thing to do in 2023. And he did it a bunch of times, which gives me hope that maybe like the Saints hired some new analytics people and they just go, maybe they like go by his desk, like real quietly. And they like put a packet on his desk of like data 
It's like 12, it's like 18 point font and it's like four bullets. And, you know, they just try to get him to coach. Did you, did you read my packet about going for it on fourth down? Like, I just, I feel like he's getting better. So I want to give him a little credit. Um, What do you see for this team as far as like defense? Do you have any like defensive metrics? Cause defense, it's been really good, but I worry about like, they're kind of bad at pass rush and maybe Dennis Allen gets it fixed. Is there anything on defense that you look at and you're like, mm, maybe this isn't going to keep on going. Like maybe this, not, not that they're a fraud, but like they need to be like a top 10 defense. Like they can't regress from like being top five, top eight. They can't go from like eight to like 13 and it'd be okay in 2023. You understand what I'm saying? Do you yeah. see anything on defense that you're like, mm, I don't know. That's, that no, worries you. Not really. Like mm-hmm. even the games, you know, they didn't have a great first half against Jacksonville or Houston. Mm-hmm. But then they they buttoned down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the modern NFL. You're just every defense is going to give up points. That's right. But I I think that we have enough data on the defense to say that like if if they play at this level, then they just need the offense to score twenty seven points a game. Um, with, or not even every game, but like occasionally need to score that. Mm-hmm. And the offense is just like wholly incapable <laughs> of doing it. Even, even if you, you need to. I mean, they gave up 24, 41 points the last two games. We lost two games. Um, the, they've gone 17 full games without scoring more than three offensive touchdowns in a game. Oh, my God. Which the Steelers have 22 straight games, I believe, or 22 or 23. Wait, the same – what? The Saints. When was the last? That uh, the, no, the Seattle was it? The, uh, Seattle game. Yeah. Oh my God, that's a year of games. That is yeah, a whole, year of a whole games. season of games without scoring more than three. Um, like it's so bad. Like when 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 I joked that it's as bad as Ditka and Deuce Windham put it up there. Like he wasn't kidding. Like in 1998, Ditka averaged 19 points a game, and he had Danny Werfel, both Billy Joes. And Kerry Collins, Sean Dawkins was the leading receiver. Lamar Smith was the leading running back. And they averaged the same amount of points. This Saints team has so many good players. But a couple more things before we get out of here. What is, like, when they regress back on on offense, like, let's say Derek Carr gets to not his peak, but, like, his historical mediocrity. Like, like what we paid for, Jeff. We paid for we paid for it slightly, kind of, sort of, maybe above average quarterback, Derek Carr. Like when he gets to that, and when they start scoring touchdowns in the red zone, because eventually they will, and it'll regress. Like, what do you think that offense realistically is gonna look like? Is it where is it gonna where is it gonna fall? Is it gonna fall like league league average sixteen? Is it gonna be? what the saints were last year night like where do you think it'll fall once we start to see some positive regression on offense which we pray to god we get like soon like Sunday. i'm thinking of that simpson scene where he's thinking about what would happen what his life would be like if he robs the quickie mart and he like he sees himself and he's got the the governor sash and he's in a tuxedo and and he's in a mansion and 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 marge is, is dancing there next to him and 
Uh, that's that's what we're gonna be like when we get the uh the average offense i mean they just have to be average on offense and mm-hmm. the defense has to not be bad the first half of last year the defense was below average they were slightly below average and the offense was slightly above average and they've switched um mm-hmm. the the offense has improved they have the last two weeks but they don't have the points for it and so i wonder mm-hmm. the degree to which that is a a, a play calling thing. I mean, you look, mm. stop running the fade to Michael Thomas, <laughs> getting no separation. Um, you know, run Taysom on short yards. Don't run, don't run Kamara three times and then bring in Taysom to, to score on, on more than one. Um, it, it's just that they, they have a series of play calls. It doesn't feel like they've got a plan. And I feel like if you've mm. got a mediocre set of play calls in there and a, and a mediocre yeah. offensive game plan, which P. Carmichael does not seem to want to do, you'd have success and be mediocre. And they they were, what, the 10th team since the merger against Houston to lose a game by seven or more where they had over 400 yards and held the opponent to under 21 points and under 300 yards. It's only, only the 10th team to lose since by the that merger. Since like, the merger. And it was a cr- numbers. You like you then you then think of a stat that Dennis Allen has thrown to us yes. like that, and they didn't like most of those teams that did that for the merger. If I want to recall right, it was either you or somebody else posted it. I want to say seven or eight of those teams, they just were like minus three in turnover. So you were like, yes, you yes, you outgained this team and you had four or five hundred yards of offense and they only had two hundred or whatever. But you turned the ball over four times. You threw three picks and you were minus four. Of course, you freaking lost the game. The Saints were even. Well, I guess technically, twenty ten NFC Championship. Technically, they were minus one because of the pick that Derek Carr at the end of the game and and Vaughn intercepts it and fumbles it back. But it's just, it's just, it's just maddening to a certain extent. Um, What do you see, like? My my instincts tell me, Jeff, that the Saints need to run Taysom more at the goal line. Like, I'm not going to argue, like, in the middle of the field, should they throw him the ball, this and that. But, like, it just seems to me that, like, Taysom on short, you know, short yardage and goal-to-go situations is so good. And that's my just casual while I drink and I watch it. Do you have like data that backs that up that yes, please do taste some more short yardage red zone because it's the one thing you kind of do well down there? Yes. Um, I mean, it, yeah, he's, he's really good at it. I think he's, he's converted like three of the last four times he's mm-hmm. had that situation, third or fourth and, and short. They've only had two third or fourth downs, I think within th- third and three or fourth and three and or shorter they really haven't had a third and two or fourth and two and shorter. They haven't had a lot of opportunities this year to use that package in short yardage. Now that raises the question, like they stupidly burned a timeout on their last drive against Jacksonville for no reason with a minute left. They still (laughs) had the the two timeouts. They've got first and goal from the six. Why not run it? See what happens with Taysom, get a couple of yards closer. Um, Instead they threw you know, three fades and then that ball that Morrow dropped. Yeah. Um, it, like, it, I think it's a problem and I think it speaks to Pete Carmichael rarely having a plan for using Taysom. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they drove me nuts when they were, they kept every time Carr would throw for a first down, they bring Taysom in to run the ball. 
And it was one of the games, it maybe it might have been the Tampa game that they did it three or four times in a row. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how are you going to get, like, I don't like that usage of Taysom, but as a, a weapon, especially when he gets going, he's picked up six yards, eight yards, and then we won't see him for a quarter <laughs> or a half. And it, it's maddening. It's like, I think they have like, like on the calendar, like they have, it's Taysom week. Right. We are using Taysom no matter what. And other and weeks, Taysom weeks like, are usually good. Cause that means yeah. And some weeks it's like, nah, no tasting this week. Even if it's, even if, even if it would help, if it's like third and three, third and two, like, no, no, no tasting this week. So it's, it's, yeah, it's extremely frustrating. So this, this week will be telling because it's the, the best of the bad teams that we play. Explain it, explain the Colts, explain it, explain it to us. Guys, Ralph Marlboro here. You know I take my flavored whiskey very seriously and would never steer you wrong. I want to tell you about Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is a strawberry flavored whiskey blended with aged wheat whiskey, American light whiskey, fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's 86 proof. Blended and bottled in New Orleans, Louisiana at the Porch Jam Distillery. Hardhide Strawberry Whiskey is not for the thin skinned. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is supporting Saints Happy Hour all football season. So support the people who support the show. Grab a bottle of Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey today. You can pick up a bottle wherever fine spirits are sold in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. To learn more and to find a location to get a bottle near you, go to hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. That's Hardhide Strawberry Whiskey. Well, they're they're not. I mean, they just gave up thirty eight points to to PJ Walker. It's um, right. They're not a particularly good team, but they're not a particularly bad team. Um, them in Minnesota, in terms of EPA per play, are both barely negative. In DVOA, Indianapolis is twelfth, so they're pretty good. India Saints are fifteenth. Indies at sixteenth. Vegas so, one point spread for the Colts. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, they're they're not a bad team. They have Gardner Minshew, who is is not great, but is not atrocious. The Saints have had luck against him. He's not he you know he's gonna he's gonna turn the ball over um, a lot. Like not only picks. Like I, I was stunned. Like he's got fumbles too. He's got I think five picks and four fumbles. Like yeah, he turns he's, the ball turns the ball over a lot. And he's, I mean, you look at EPA per play, the only two quarterbacks who have been worse on uh, on long throws are, who's it, Burrow and, and, uh, and um, it, Burrow, excuse me, Burrow is, is, for throws 20 yards or more, is the only quarterback with a lower EPA per play um, this season. <laughs> Carr is, no, you know, nobody's got more than Carr. Carr has 41 attempts. And he's got a negative 0.04. Like, do you know how hard you have to try to have a negative EPA per play when you're throwing it? And every time you complete it, it's it's going to be a big game and it's going to be a big play. I mean, it's it's appalling. Yeah. Like, you don't have to hit him. Like, to be – to to like, if he would just hit, like, two more, it would make such a difference. So Yeah. And he was – like, he was good on, yeah. on those throws um, in the first couple of games and it's just, it's been a night. And I think part of it is that they keep running these, like they don't, they don't use the middle of the field at all. Um, yeah. In terms of passing the saints, uh, they throw it over the middle 16% of the time, 
which is, I think, seventh lowest in the NFL. And they got the fourth lowest yards after catch um, of any team. And then on deep throws, their yards after catch. So 20 more, 20 more air yards. Their yards after catch is one, one and a half yards, uh, which only Dallas is worse. <laughs> and, they, and they throw over the middle 90% of the time on deep throws. So they don't ever work the middle of the field in, in any way. And you think with Mike Thomas, you know, running deep crossing routes or Chris Olave or Rashid Shahid, um, really stressing the middle of the field would be easy, but they don't do that. And it's, their it's offense looks very, it looks very dis, disjointed and disorganized. Where like, even, even in Sean Payton, like, when Jameis was struggling to run it and they were struggling in 2021 and they were like bottom of the league and passing, like you would look at it and it would be like, Oh, that's a really pretty play. No one's fucking open, but it looks really nice. Right. And like, Kenny Stills is running around. He's covered. That guy's covered. This guy's covered. Ah, it looked really nice. No one's open. Now it's like, you got guys practically bumping into each other and you're just, I mean, Alave and Thomas are consistently running the same routes. You know, Derek Carr does well and somebody drops it or, uh, you know, they run the wrong route or something weird happens or Derek Carr does terribly. And you're like, what the hell was that? (laughs) CJ Stroud has never thrown an interception. We just got an interception. Our defense is good. Of course, Saquon is going to fumble it. It's it's just and that that I think is goes beyond the advanced metrics. The metrics all say one thing. Dennis Allen's still the coach and he invites, he just, <laughs> Dennis, Allen is a, reason. Dennis Allen is a curve breaker. He just, He's that guy in, in master and commander that, you know, you just got to, he just had to go overboard and then all of a sudden the weather improved. <laughs> I'm not suggesting anything rituals. I'm not suggesting we Dennis throw Allen. Dennis Allen overboard yet. Um, <laughs> two things. And then we'll get out of here. The Colts. They're really, really bad on defense. I looked at them. They're they're like 30th in points allowed. But like when you look at their data, what does it say to you that like we might see on Sunday how the Saints are going to attack them? Oh, that's a, that's a good question for an X's and O's guy. I'm a, I'm a data guy. Um, I mean, yeah, you, you have to think that they should have some success given the, the Colts' offensive woes. Um, you, yeah. you have to think that Dennis Allen has a tendency to to have the defense work. The less talented quarterbacks tend to not do as well. That's right against Dennis Allen's defenses, and it's not like the olden days where oh, it's a you know rookie's making his first start, he's going to throw for four hundred yards. Um, I, I I like to think that this is one that that sets up okay for the Saints, but at the same time, the offense is in such a flux that. Even if they had, you know, even even Carolina, they didn't crush Carolina. That's the worst defense in the NFL, probably in, in a lot mm. of ways. Um, and and they they scored twenty on them. Here here's here's my final question, and, and then I want a prediction from you. But this is my question. That I totally forgot. And I I meant to I meant to ask. I meant to like DM you and ask you this. So if you don't have the data, it's fine because it's unfair. But the Saints are a penalty atrocity. Like they lead the league in like pass interference, holding, false start. Like it's it's a disaster. Do penalties is the is there like regression to like penalties or is or, or to the mean of penalties where like this this um, waterfall of penalties is that going to slow down or do sort of more penalties 
begot more penalties because the referees are like, that's a penalty. That's a team that commits a shit ton of penalties. We're on the lookout for you. And the, it's sort of self-sustaining. Or can we see, will we see positive regression in that? Because right now, Jeff, whew, the penalties are bad. Usually you see regression to sort of an average. The only way you don't see regression is if your franchise has somehow pissed off the league office enough <laughs> where there's a league-wide conspiracy amongst the officials that lasts several years. Um, I don't know if we're dealing with that in this case. Right? <laughs> um, I mean, you usually it regresses, but like some of the holding, yeah, you could probably call holding on every play. Some of the penalties that they do that are just mm-hmm. like bad players committing bad, bad fouls, um, those things don't necessarily regress. Mm-hmm. And also... They had uh, what Sean Hockley is that Ed Hockley's kid? That's, that's right. I think that they have they're one of the most penalty heavy crews in the league. So that might be just a little bit of luck that they've had bad luck in terms of just penalty heavy crews. That's why you kind of assume it's gonna get a little better, you know. Uh, but then again, you know, if, if you've got a Brandon Browner on your team, penalties are not gonna regress. <laughs> they're, they're just sometimes it's just the players are making mistakes. Or if you've got poor coaching on the offense, you're going to have a lot of false starts. And that's just, that's not where it's going to regress because they're going to call those almost every time. All right, Jeff, when me and you, final week of the year, and we're talking on Twitter, maybe we're having a few drinks. NFC South, who's, do you, do you still believe that the Saints are going to get it together, or are you going to hitch your wagon to like Arthur Smith or um, Todd Bowles? Like, what's going to happen in the crummy NFC South? Uh, who's winning? Who's winning it? My heart says the nine and seven New Orleans Saints. Nine, so nine seven, and one. <laughs> All right, nine, nine and eight. Um, oh maybe, maybe ten and seven. Uh, if we're lucky, my head says we probably go seven and 10 again. Oh, um, God. and I, I think Atlanta is probably, well, Atlanta or Tampa, I, I think Atlanta, but maybe they, they win it at eight and nine or nine and eight, not, not a, not like a roaring success for anybody this year. Um, I, I wonder, like, I want the team to win the division. It's fun. Playoff football is fun. It, it's yeah. like, we went, we were so bad for our childhoods that anytime there, right. it's a blessing, but also, right. I don't want them to go nine and eight and then be like, all right, we're, we're back. We're fine. Up. We're good. No yeah. changes. I, got- I, honestly, if you told me right now, if you said Saints will be eight and eight, Atlanta will be nine and seven. Final week of the year, winner wins the South. You can have that or you can have how it's behind door number two. I would take that. In a heartbeat, I just it would be it would crush me emotionally because losing to the Falcons final week of the year, they win the division title on the Superdome field would be traumatic. I'd probably want everyone fired, including Gale, out of a cannon if I had to witness that. But um, I would take it right now because if because if, if they got to eight and eight, that would mean they would finish five. They would in the next nine games, they would go five and four. And I kind of think that's like close they, to, you know, if they're competitive against one of the three good teams on their schedule or really two good teams, Detroit and Los Angeles, and maybe they somehow win one of the, I mean, Detroit is, is clearly beatable. Um, Los Angeles is beatable. So if, if they steal one of those and then they've got like 
the the they've got games against teams that they should yeah. be beating. The numbers say that they're better than these teams, yeah. but you know the, the numbers aren't everything. And if they don't get better from Derek Carr, it's just bad things happen. <laughs> so I, I think uh, my my fear is that they've already dug themselves in such a hole and losing the two uh, division games that we could come in at eight and eight against Atlanta and Atlanta's already got it set up. Oh God. I put the, this podcast was supposed to be positive, Jeff. Well, let's end on a positive note. The uniforms look good. That's right. They all seem to be having fun and listening to their coaches and trying their hardest. As, I mean, I'm in five, six baseball mode here. That's right. Um, I mean, the advanced numbers say it, they, they should win the division. This, this should Still. be the best team in the division. And all, right. all the metrics that are normally correct say that. All right, guys, Jeff, thanks for joining us. You can find uh, Jeff. He, he told you where he can you can find him on Twitter and his link is in uh, the description of the podcast, guys. So thanks for joining us. Um, find us wherever you get your podcast. Just search Saints Happy Hour. Uh, find us, subscribe uh, and check us out if you like the free version of this. And guys, thanks to Jeff for joining us. Thanks for Thomas back in Poland. He's going to be doing post-production on this, doing an amazing job as always. I'm Ralph Marlborough. Until next time, the bar is closed.